Knowledge must be earned, Tenno. I will share what I know, but you must prove yourself deserving. Welcome to a Cephalon Squared mini-episode. Injecting more Warframe into your week. Here are your Cephalons, Greg and Lucas. G'day Cephalon Collective and welcome to Cephalon Squared mini-episode number 24. My name is Cephalon Greg and I'm joined by sick Mr. Cephalon Lucas. How are you doing? Doing good. I'm doing it. Not that sick. Sick enough, but not that sick. <laughs> Mildly sick. Mildly Fully sick. sick? Uh, some days. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, uh, how's the weather holding up for you while you're fully sick? <laughs> well, thankfully, I've got the heater running because at the moment, uh, and we are recording a little bit earlier than normal, it's six uh, 6.30 in the evening, and it is currently 14 degrees Celsius with a 64% humidity. 14 is 57 degrees Fahrenheit. And what was that? 64% humidity? 64%, yes. Interesting. So it's 13 degrees down here in Melbourne with 83% humidity. Uh, and that's 55 degrees Fahrenheit, apparently. Didn't I just say it was 52? Oh, no, it's 57 <laughs> for you. Ta-da! Ta-da! That's the weather. Science. <laughs> Science! Uh, Alrighty. So there is a little bit of mini news today. There hasn't been much that's happened D style during the week for obvious reasons. They are heads down trying to get stuff done for Tenocon. There have been a couple of um, prime times this week, and during which they did state that they are trying to get uh, Jovian Concord into cert for consoles this week. But the main little bit of news that they did share, because that's not really news, trying isn't news, succeeding is news, dear. Um... <laughs> The Tenocon timetable has been posted. Did you see it, Lucas? Uh, not not really, no. No. Well, it's been posted. And our friend, friend of the show, Backyardist TV, um, actually has a stream as part of Tenocon. Oh, that's uh, in awesome. In the evening. Yeah, just before Teno Live. So, uh, congratulations Ooh. to Backyardist TV. And make sure you... Uh, check it out and tell him Cephalon Squared sent you. Say g'day in his... Uh, in his chat. Um, but there's a few other things that I am interested in watching. Uh, and of course the main thing is, is still going to be 10 live, 10 live, but, uh, yeah, check it out. It's on the website. Um, not our website, the Warframe website. I haven't made any posts about it cause all I'd be doing is referencing the Warframe website. So it's not really helpful. All right. So this week's topic for our mini episode is Cora. The crazy cat lady herself. So she joined for middle or early last year um, as the Sanctuary Onslaught, as part of the Sanctuary Onslaught update, um, which is why you get her parts from doing Sanctuary Onslaught. And the problem with getting her parts from doing Sanctuary Onslaught, fucking hard to say that, is <laughs> um, they're relatively, they're not, too low in terms of the drop chance, like it's 11% in uh, B and C and 8% in A, but you know, it goes A, A, B, C, so you've got more chance of getting the 8% than you do of the 11 percenters. But because of how long it takes to go through each round of um, Sanctuary Onslaught, it takes fucking forever. And to go through, 
you know, 20 minutes just to get to round C of Sanctuary Onslaught, if not more, uh, and then not have it drop. It's really frustrating. So there's a lot of people out there that say that Korra is maybe one of the hardest or most frustrating to farm in the game at the moment. Uh, so if you are wanting Korra after listening to this episode, get your platinum ready. <laughs> That's my suggestion. That's how I got her. <laughs> anyway, Korra, um, she, when she was first sh- shown off, she was actually going to be like a poster, sh- poster child for... Uh, changes to the damage system, actually, the IPS damage system. Uh, but DE did realize after that that, oh shit, this isn't going to be too easy. Um, because if we do make changes to IPS, then it's going to have an impact on the rest of the game at large. And that was a year and a half ago, and we haven't heard anything since. So we can only assume they're still working on it. I'm sure they probably are, but it won't be coming out anytime soon. So. Uh, sadly, she was changed, but the good news is she was changed into something that's actually pretty good. Uh, initially when she came out, she wasn't amazing, but they did make some changes to her and, um, she's much better than, she's much better now. And there's a lot of people out there that absolutely swear by her. So let's get into Cora. Did you want to do the passive Lucas? Indeed. Let's have a look at the first, the first little ability of Cora, and that's her passive Beastmaster. This is probably one of the coolest out of all Warframe passives. Uh, she gets her own little pet, Venari, which, if you didn't know, was a kind of an exalted Kvat. Um, you, and you cannot change the name, unfortunately, but, you know, Venari's a cool name as it is. Uh, it, this, this companion is permanently at Korra's side until she dies, of course, and Korra can just recast her second ability to get her back. Or, Venari will reappear passively after 45 seconds. Uh, as a permanent companion, she can, of course, be modded individually. Uh, think of her as, a, a, again, an exalted Kavat, so all those little mod slots you got for her. Uh, her base stats are actually really good for a companion, uh, with 900 health at rank 30 and 350 armor. Uh, she has no shield, so, you know, you've really got to just kind of work around that health and armor. Uh, and she's also really good with a, a, a very steady 20% uh, critical chance and a uh, 30% status chance. Uh, and lastly, for those the MR hunters out there, Venari actually provides an additional 6,000 affinity towards mastery. Um, which is you know, above and beyond with the uh, 6,000 provided by Mastering Korra herself. So she's very worth chasing down. Um, also noting that Korra can still equip another companion to have double cute battle cats. And who doesn't want double cute battle cats? Huh? No one is the answer. Or you could have a cat and a dog and see if they fight. <laughs> they don't. Spoiled. Anyway, yes. (laughs) Uh, Venari is cool, and we'll get into that. Her first ability is called Whip Claw. So she's a beast tamer. She's, uh, you know, like a lion tamer at the uh, old-timey zoos without the chair. But she's got a whip. So casting this ability will send this whip flying, a whip crack away, causing an explosion with a 5-meter radius at at a 10-meter distance. And, of course, these are base uh, stats at max. Uh, enemies with this radi- within this radius are dealt 300 damage, and that's spread out across uh, evenly across IPS. Uh, and any enemies that are actually stuck, struck by the whip are ragdolled. Bye-bye! Um, of course, being a, um, an attack, 
it's affected by ability strength and, of course, range mods, but the uh, explosion radius itself maxes out at 200% range, so you can only get it up to a, a 10 meter radius, which is still pretty big. Number two. Number two, Ensnare. Crafty young Cora, not just content with whipping her enemies into submission, also uses her whip to trap them. By casting Ensnare, it will cause Cora to once again crack her whip in the direction of an enemy within 30 meters, wrapping them in a metal coil for up to 15 seconds. This coil, though, has a life of its own and will drag in any enemies within 10 meters, ensnaring them as well. Any enemies that are ensnared will receive an additional 200% damage from Whipclaw and Venari. In additional bonus uh, is that ensnared enemies struck by the Whipclaw will refresh the spreading of the coil, causing it to again uh, seek out and ensnare further enemies within range. Indeed, so ensnare is pretty good, but it is a single enemy initially. Initially. And it's cool just seeing the uh, little chains poke out to grab other enemies. Just saying. Anyway, her third ability is Venari. Now, it does a whole bunch of things. Um, if Venari is killed, you can cast this ability to instantly bring her back from the from the dead. Not as a zombie cat from Pet Cemetery, Just back. She's back. Revived. Um... And it's really cheap, too. So, basically, Venari can never die. Unless, as long as you've got energy. But it's not really the core focus of the ability. There's there's really two other aspects that are um, intertwined with each other. So, casting the ability on an enemy will mark them with Venari's mark. And on doing so, Venari will chase them down. And when she gets to them, she'll perform a specific task that you assign her. Now, this is the other aspect Assigning the task is by holding down the um, uh, third attack button, uh, or the third ability button, and that will cycle through three different stances that she has. Greg's favourite mechanic. Yeah, it is a pain in the ass, and I hate it, especially with Venari, to be honest, because some of these abilities are good to use, like, if you... uh, I'll just do the first one. The first one's called Attack. Venari uses her own version of Ensnare, which is cleverly called Snare, and it chains enemies in place for two and a half seconds, during which time she'll hit them up to five times, each hit inflicting 350 slash damage with a 100% status chance. Uh, Now, this is pretty useful on tanky enemies such as Nox and Bombards because it can keep them away from you and do a shitload of damage very, very quickly. So, it's awesome to be able to use that quickly on the fly to attack an enemy. But what if you've got it in one of the other stances and you want to quickly change it to attack, then get her to attack them and then quickly change it back? It's just a pain in the ass because if you mark an enemy and then change her stance, you actually unmark the enemy. You need to change her stance first and then mark the enemy. Pain in the ass. Anyway, so the first one was attack. The second one is called protect. Venari will protect Cora from the enemy. Wow. Keeping them at bay with an ability called tail whip, which causes knockdown and disarms enemy. Now, this only affects a single enemy, but again, is pretty useful pretty much on all those uh, same tanky enemies, such as the Nox and Bombards, because it um, it's not so much crowd control, but it's tanky enemy control. And her third 
stance is called heel, and this is really the best one she's got, in my opinion. She uses her revitalize ability, which will imbue her with a 10 meter radius healing aura whenever Cora or one of her teammates' health drops below 90%. So the aura will heal anyone within the aura by 50 health per second. Uh, this does heal, rescue, and defense targets. So Cora is probably, to be honest, a better choice for defense than Frost because of Venari's heal. Simply because heal will heal the defense target. Keep that in mind because that's super, super, super cool and important. Um, all right, so the Venari ability set, though, I think I should be clear, is only affected by strength mods. You can't change duration, you can't change um, range or anything else. The only thing you can change is the strength of her ability, so keep that in mind. And that is the Venari ability. Next. Next. Well, first off, I think we just need to go back. Did you we actually do, do the, uh, the augment for Whipclaw? Do I ever do augments? I'd like to hope you do. And also I, Venari's uh, <laughs> Venari uh, augment too. Yeah, they've both got ones. Yours, your one didn't. So you didn't miss anything. I just missed them because I forget every time. All right. Whipclaw. Back to Whipclaw. This has an augment called Accumulating Whipclaw. Hitting three enemies will grant 35% damage stacking bonus to subsequent whip claws. So every time you hit three enemies, you stack your damage for, for the next uh, whip claws. This has a 10 second decay. So basically, if you're running around using whip claw like crazy, then um, you're just going to stack damage uh, on top of each other and eventually be doing massive damage with whip claw. Next. Her Venari augment for her third ability. This is called Venari Bodyguard. Now, in this one, whenever Cora dies, Venari dies instead of her. But her respawn timer, which I didn't mention... Oh, no, Lucas mentioned it before. Her respawn timer is, timer is usually 45 seconds, or you can revive her with her third ability. But if you use Venari Bodyguard, you cannot use her um, third ability to revive her. And her respawn timer is increased to 150 seconds. Of course, killing enemies reduces the timer by 4 seconds. But we have this on authority from Wushi in our Discord. That regardless, if you're dying because there's too many enemies around or they're too high, high level. And you lose Venari, you're going to die soon after. You're not going to be able to kill enough enemies to survive another however long. Um to be able to bring her back. So Wushi's recommendation is not to use that because it actually reduces your survivability with Venari, and we'll get into survivability a little bit later. All right, now finally moving on to the fourth ability, Strangle Dome. Cora channels more of her chains, somehow managing to create a dome out of them. The base dome has a radius of five meters and lasts for 20 seconds. Enemies within a 10 meter radius of Korra when she casts the dome are ragdolled and held in place within the dome by the chains, taking 250 damage per second. Uh, note that Korra can create up to two strangle domes at once. While enemies trapped by strangle dome will take 200% extra damage from all weapons and warframe abilities, casting Whipclaw on a single enemy will also cause 50% of the Whipclaw damage to all other enemies trapped by the dome. 
This is important to remember as damage can be spread across enemies. Yeah, so if you are playing a defense and you're protecting something and you've got a shitload of enemies across your dome, whipclaw one of them because you'll damage them all. Crack that whip. Especially if you're using... Pilfering Strangle Dome. Enemies held have a 65% chance of dropping additional loot. Indeed. And sadly, since the recent changes, this does not stack with Necros or Hydroid or Chesakubro or anything else that drops more loot. <laughs> cool. So, Lucas, you haven't used Cora much, have you? I've or have you? put the first former in her, but she's not yet complete. Um, okay. I haven't even leveled her up a second time, to be honest. I haven't even put a second form, uh, a, a first former into her. But I have used her a fair bit, and I've been using her uh, just over the last week as well, just to play around with some of these things, because as I was reading them, I was learning things that I didn't know about her. She has a fair amount of synergy between her abilities that aren't readily... You know, they're, they're not clear unless you know her abilities in detail. Um, so I, I played around with some of them. Her whip is fun to use. It does do a lot of damage, but I just find it kind of useless um, unless you're using it in big mobs. So I think it's best against the infested. Maybe if you you can corral enemies into a doorway or something like that, it's relatively useful because it does cause an explosion which damages everyone. Um, but I don't find myself using it a lot. Uh, ensnare is quite good because you can um, slow down a bunch of enemies. But regardless, uh, you know, and, and her fourth ability is really what, the one that you're going to use a lot. Just like Frost... You're probably not going to use a lot of Frost's other abilities, apart from Avalanche. Um, but you'll really be using that bubble a lot. And with Korra, you'll be using the shit out of her, her Strangle Dome. Uh, because it really is good. It does protect, uh, keeps enemies out of areas, blah, 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 blah. All that kind of stuff. Um, so it is really useful. But Venari's where it's at. Venari is what makes Korra amazing. Cora's actually got some relatively good stats on her own, but if you've got a Venari and you pop Pack Leader on there and Hunter Command, you're going to keep each other up forever. Venari's got really high damage capability, so if you keep in mind that Hunter Command uh, takes, I think, 30% of the pet damage and heals you using that, one attack's almost going to heal you completely. So um, as long as Venari is alive, and this is another tip that Wushi said, as long as Venari is alive, you're going to be alive. And that's the problem with that um, augment for her fourth ability. As soon as Venari goes down, you're screwed. You need Venari to be up because she is a tough kitty. She does a lot of damage. She's got high status and um, crit chance as it is. She starts with a base 900 health and 350 armor, which ba which doubles your health uh, off the bat. So she starts off with 1,800 health effectively, or she, she starts off being able to take 1,800 points of damage. That's huge. More than. So you pop a steel fiber on your cat or whatever the cat one's called. 
<laughs> and enhance your vitality and you find yourself uh, your cat's got a crap load of survivability and you put bite and maul on there and she just flies around the the way venari moves is very different to other um companions as well she literally flies around and kills everything um and i've just been so i played in fact earlier today i just wanted to test her out uh, took her into one of the levels, I think it was Oxamoco or whatever it is, on uh, in the Void. I didn't want to go too high level, but I didn't want it to be too easy. And that one's an Exterminate. And she just went nuts. Um, Venari is really where it's at with Korra, uh, as well as her Strangle Dome. So Korra's pretty damn cool. And, I'm, and I've been... I've had a lot of people telling me Korra was good for a long time, but I never really got around to her because when she first came out, she was kind of dull until they um, buffed her. And, yeah, I can see why people like her. Yeah, um, that's, that mod, that the, the, the armor mod that uh, is, is really good for it, it would be Link Armor. Um, because, as it is, Korra has a base uh, 275 armor, so it, it, oh, yeah. it pairs quite nicely together. Yeah, you're right. In fact, Link Armor probably would increase her armor more than... Um, yes. More than the armor. More than the yep. actual armor mod, yeah. Yeah, metal fiber, I think it is for cats. I can't remember, but yeah, you're probably right on that one. Interesting. Yes. So that is Cora. Do you have anything to say? Uh, I do have actually some, one thing to, to add to this. Yep. There is actually a bit of lore hidden in uh, in the game revolving around Cora um, and the Venari. Um, and this, it's a bit of an interesting story. It's very similar to that of the, uh, story about Ordus. Um, so it, there's a bit of a, a narrative to it and it is found through the hidden messages in the, uh, the ghoul, uh, codex pieces. Oh yes, of course it is. Yes. So any of those, any of those, uh, those ghoul codicy pieces that you pick up you can actually run your cursor over the image and you can actually pick up a um a hidden message within and they all uh, each piece of the ghoul codicy has a individual story piece and they all tell the the story of um a venari on a on a journey to find her cora all right so that was cora we hope you um have been entertained and enlightened on the on the the ways of Cora and Venari. Uh, if we've missed anything, let us know. Post it in the um, Discord or on Facebook or wherever you like. Uh, but yeah, I think we've mostly covered everything Cora, and I'm going to have to start using her more, particularly in defense and things like that, just to um, play around with her because I'm, I've just been stuck with uh, Frost for too long. So. I look forward to some Cora fun. All right. Anyway, that is the end of uh, episode 24 of our minis. If you'd like to get in contact with us, of course, for any reason, go to our website, cephalonsquared.com. Uh, you can join our Discord there and definitely join our Discord. It's been growing. Um, lots of people there. We're getting more people on, on Xbox now. Yay. Lots of people on Switch, and of course, there's always lots of people on PS4 and PC. So jump in, join the fun, join the chat uh, on our Discord. The um, 
Facebook group has just hit more over 300 users, so that's fantastic. Uh, starting to get uh, get up there, and you know we're holding competitions as well. So I forgot to mention it last week, but we do have our competition or our giveaway for the Cephalon Greg bundle this week on our Facebook page. So look for Cephalon Squared on Facebook, follow the page, and uh, make a comment. So we'll leave it up there over the weekend, um, and then we'll choose a winner, and that's for 500 plat. Um, a seven day affinity booster and Valkyrie, and then in the next couple of weeks we'll have the Cephalon Lucas bundle, which has five hundred plat, seven day booster, and Zephyr. Zephyr. So that is coming as well. So keep an eye on all that good stuff, um, and of course go to your podcast platform, iTunes, Castbox, whatever the case may be, and give us a rating. Uh, leave a comment. Let people know that you think the the worth the show is hopefully worth listening to, and get other people uh, listening as well. Help grow the community, because as the community gets bigger, it only helps all of us. Yay! Yay. <laughs> if you do want to throw us a bone, check out our Patreon or our coffee page at patreon.com forward slash cephalon squared or ko-fi.com forward slash cephalon squared. My name's Greg Newbegin. I am Mad Capsules <laughs> all over the place. Who are you, Lucas? I am Lucas Silvestri, and I am Silverlight all over the place. S-I-L-V-R-L-G-H-T. Uh, thank you massively to our lovely uh, community that you know, always brightens our day with all the lovely little conversations that they, 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 uh, they have. So thank you so much for the ongoing support, guys. And of course, thank you to our patrons who have supported us on Patreon. Uh, first up, we've got Rathok. Thank you. Thank you, Jellybean1799. Thanks to Adop underscore 88. Thank you, Lord Frieson. Thanks, Lord Logan Neal. And thank you, Obsolete Ninja13. Thank you to all of you guys who have chosen to support us at the honorary Cephalon level uh, and have your name read out at the end of all of the episodes and Yay. also put up at the end of all the YouTube videos. So thank you to you guys and thanks to everyone that has seen fit to support us hell yeah and thank you as always to yarn at disco underscore box on twitter for the intro and outro and thank you to you for listening to yet another episode of cephalon squared we'll be back in a few days there won't be a dev stream this weekend and we don't have any interviews this weekend but we will have an interesting discussion for you come sunday so listen out awesome. for it. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Cephalon Squared. If you'd like to contact us, reach out via our website at cephalonsquared.com, where you can find us via email, Facebook, Twitter, or Discord. But don't fret, there'll be more Cephalon Squared in a few short days. So don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.